Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of High Low with Emrata. Today we are talking about service industry versus sex work. On Tuesday, Chloe Cherry came on the podcast and as I said in the intro, she um, you know, has a very specific perspective on her experience with the porn industry, very different than what Mia Khalifa, who was also a guest on the podcast, described as her experience. And there were a lot of things that she said about the adult film industry being a safe place for people in general um, and women specifically that um, a lot of people took issue with. And there's the clip that I posted um, online. TikTok actually took it down because she said the word porn, which I guess isn't allowed on TikTok. Um, But on Instagram, where uh, Chloe says, you know, that she basically felt way safer working in the adult film industry than she did as a waitress. And I got a ton of responses from friends who worked as strippers or in sex work and also as waitresses. And a lot of people had a lot of different thoughts. And maybe for every story that there is a, you know, a waitress who says, oh, I I never was sexually harassed, there are 10 um, saying that they had terrible experiences and that, you know, managers would fire them if they complained about sexual harassment. And the same goes with the adult film industry and with stripping. So we're going to get into this because Mia Khalifa actually did a response video to this that I think is really important for everyone to hear. And um, let's let's get into it. Stay tuned for more High Low with Emrata. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back to High Low with Emrata. I think the one thing really important to say about all of the discourse around this, and before we kind of say anything else, is that it is very clear that both in sex work and in the service industry, people are treated like shit and no one is protecting them the way that they should. And maybe for every story that there is a, you know, a waitress who says, oh, I, I never was sexually harassed, there are 10 um, saying that they had terrible experiences and that, you know, managers would fire them if they complained about sexual harassment. And the same goes with the adult film industry and with stripping. So let's start with Mia's response to actually it was a comment on TikTok under the video where somebody said she's explaining her own, referencing Chloe, she's explaining her own experience and perspective working in the adult film industry. Of course, it's not the same for every woman because it's not as common as more normal jobs. And to be clear, I agree with that. It's part of the reason that I decided to air the episode and to have Chloe on as a guest. I think that everyone's experience is valid. And as I mentioned in the introduction to the interview with Chloe, 
so many sex workers and former adult film stars or current adult film stars aren't just treated with respect and their voices aren't heard as I mentioned in that video um, where Mia's talking about age gaps and age difference between older men and younger women. The comments underneath that are disgusting. People are so gleeful to disregard her because she has a history in porn and sex work rather than actually realizing like maybe she has some really specific experiences with this that make her especially qualified to speak around this. So, you know, I like having, I want to give women like Chloe Cherry an opportunity to share their messages. That being said, Mia texted me after she listened to the episode and said to me, this is dangerous rhetoric. And I encouraged her to talk about it and she made this TikTok. So let's take a listen to what she says. And she is entitled to her own experience, but what's dangerous is the absolutes that she's using. The absolutes that the food service industry and waitressing put you more at risk than being in the porn industry. Do you know how dangerous that is for an impression and for an impressionable 18-year-old girl who is sick and tired of going into her job every day to hear? You think the only other options other than other than being a waitress is going into the porn industry and and making a decision that will follow you for the rest of your life? It's so privileged, it's so deluded, it's so unreasonable to sit there with all of the incredible things that have been placed in front of Chloe for her to say, oh, you know, I haven't gone back to porn because I just make so much more money on a Versace campaign or on a Mac campaign or, or whatever entirely privileged opportunity she has to do other than porn. Do you know how rare that is? Do you know how much of an outlier she is? How much of an outlier I am? How much of an outlier Lana Rhodes is? How much of an outlier anyone who you can fucking name from the porn industry is? This was a very tough listen, not because, not because I was triggered. Honestly, because I was worried. I was worried for such a large audience that, that Emily has, that, that, that demographic of young women who look up to who look up to her and anyone she brings on, anyone she gives the opportunity to to tell their story. And everyone is entitled to their story, but fucking Christ, Jesus Christ, this was delusional. It was utterly delusional. And I, I, I... look, we have all had extremely different experiences within the adult world, whether it be short-lived, whether it be fully intentional, whether it be passionate. I, I don't care if you love it. I don't care if you hate it. The one thing that all of us should fucking agree on is we should not be convincing women, young women, little girls to leave their jobs and join this industry because, 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 because what? Because what? Please, Chloe, elaborate. Actually, don't fucking elaborate. You should not be seeking jobs and things to do with your life where you don't have to use your brain, especially if you are entering into the sex industry. That is the one fucking place in the world where you need to use your brain, bitch. You gotta use your brain. How else are you gonna protect yourself? Maybe I was triggered by this. Fucking hell. So I think what Mia's saying there is um, super important and I do think that, you know, Chloe kind of builds this these two worlds and options that are very specific, right? Like you either waitress or you work in an office or you are a sex worker. And, you know, 
she talks a little bit about how much there's more more money in entertainment, but I just wanted to, we didn't get into the specifics of what she would get paid per scene. Lana Rhodes, at the height of her career, was getting paid $1,200 a scene. So that's not a lot of money. It's definitely more money than you make as a waitress, but it's not a lot of money. And from what I've heard from a ton of people who've written in, the adult film industry does not protect its actors. Um, obviously, that is not what Chloe said, but I think I should. I want to recommend everyone listen to Mia's episode or look into her story. I'm hoping that Lana Rose is going to come on, um, but I also now want to speak to all the people who wrote in, um, wrote me DMs or commented. So we'll be back right after this break. Stay tuned for more High Low with Emrata. Welcome back to High Low with Emrata. So I actually have two friends of mine who have worked as strippers and also as waitresses. And they wrote to me as soon as they saw the clip of Chloe. And it was really interesting. Actually, the first thing my friend said, we'll just call her H, said, Chloe Cherry really be hating on waitressing, lol. And I, I'm, this friend of mine has, um, we've known each other since high school and she's been waitressing since high school. She said, basically that she stripped she's been she stripped for basically three years and she was like goodbye coffee shops goodbye waitressing um and so I asked her I was like well you know why why are you saying that and she said it was better in ways and infinitely worse than many others um a few times I felt unsafe as a stripper um regular clients could book you to leave the club with them usually to bars parties or restaurants that's where I was like this is dangerous for sure she said she was sick of working with food coffee and people she had had really toxic work environments there too much kind of the same kind of stuff Chloe was saying about creepy bosses um the whole culture of tips and then you know she said the that for stripping the influx of money was just incredibly freeing um she only had to work once or twice a week and if she was lucky she could make more in one night than she could in two full weeks of working at a cafe so it's like funny because i think chloe didn't explicitly say this but i mean one of the reasons i started modeling was in high school, I was like, okay, I have options. I could work in retail in high school. I could work at a coffee shop or I could like occasionally go model. And the the money for modeling, you know, while it wasn't like anything to like write home about, it was so much better. I could make so much more money. It was very similar. I could basically make what my friends were making in like two days of work, what they were making in several weeks of work. She also made her own schedule, she said, but um, it, yeah, and she said, but really it comes down to just not feeling broke all the time. It wasn't that she was like, I love stripping. It's so great. She said the club, though, that she was at and that they are also different, again, emphasizing everyone has different experiences. They're very specific experiences. She said it was incredibly toxic. It was like kind of a part of the job. She said she thought be, she thought she'd be pole dancing and making money on the stage, that the women would feel like sisters. 
and that they were just like not that it was not like that um she said she only still speaks to two of the other dancers because they had each other's backs but there was this like sense of competition basically you get put in these situations that are so heightened they're fueled by alcohol money right in your face and you need to have someone there to support you physically and emotionally and there were so many times where her fellow strippers did not and she said if it was simply dancing on a stage or lap dances, that it would be fine. But, you know, that ultimately it's men trying to touch you, trying to coerce you, and you have to learn where your boundaries and limits are. But that she watched so many people not know what their boundaries and limits were and taking advantage of. And the men, you know, suck and that that was expected. But, like, watching women doing each other dirt and not protect each other was so devastating. Another friend of mine said... The men always suck at these clubs. They're really disrespectful, but that the bodyguards at the, this is a different friend, we'll call her M, um, that the bodyguards at the club were so protective of me and I was also so much more in control. There's really only the social obligation to be civil at restaurants that's generally keeping men from being crazy, but that barely stands. She basically said, overall, felt way more empowered and safe in the club than in a restaurant. Okay, I want to read a couple of the comments that came underneath the video of Chloe Cherry. You can also add to them. I'm, I think we'll probably do a talk back just about this episode. So a lot of people who worked in the service industry but not had not necessarily worked in sex work of any kind were like, waitressing is the pits. Like, be, and, and actually a lot of men wrote into being like, bartending sucks like the harassment that goes on at restaurants to service industry folks is terrible and horrific that seems to be one thing everyone can agree with what i think is so important about what mia was saying is that that doesn't mean you should do sex work just because the service industry and tipping is so fucked up and i think just one more thing i i didn't say this earlier chloe had a very specific experience right she booked euphoria and that experience from basically this career in porn she was given this platform sam levinson you know found her on ig that's controversial exactly how he found her he said he saw found her from ig other people say it was from a euphoria themed porn she did anyway she had this you know kind of rise to fame and what Mia's is saying is like that is not what happens um and that you know it's like one in a million shot and I know from speaking with Mia, and if you listen to her episode, like her experience was that it's been, even though she's built this platform and kind of found a way to make money and build a name for herself that is what she wants, it was been, it's been fucking tough. And she made no money from porn. And yeah. Anyway, this is one that's really interesting though. I always said I felt much safer working as a bartender at bikini bars and bartending strip clubs than I did working as a secretary and even in the medical field. I was always sexually harassed in the, quote, professional environments and had so much respect and protection from the customers and employees at the bars. So that's one perspective. This is kind of, again, speaks to what Mia said. Choosing something because it feels better than a, quote, traumatizing option is not a good reason for promoting it. Sounds like she had no confidence to advocate for herself and try something better that didn't involve being treated like an object. This one's a little tough for me. I think that, you know, I'm, I want to believe that there's sex positivity and that, you know, I, I believe Chloe's perspective and I'm, I'm going to respect it. I think that she saw a way to the 
I think what she would say and what she said to me actually after we finished recording was that like she saw this opportunity to capitalize on her sexuality and she took it and she felt safe in that environment. That is unfortunately the way the world works. Like women are treated like objects so frequently. So if a woman decides like, hey, and this is something like Julia Fox talked about too, and it's something I talk about in my book. If you decide like, oh, I see that this is a pathway for me to make money, are we going to blame her for that? I mean, it's just the way the world works. That being said, promoting it as a positive option is not something that I I can go to sleep doing. And it's one of the reasons I wrote my book and it's one of the reasons I'm recording this episode and wanted to kind of give Mia's response a platform, which is that I did not find that to be true. I did use it to a certain extent and there is just some truth to that. Like, And I say this in the beginning of my book, it's like people wouldn't necessarily even be reading this damn book if it wasn't for the way I capitalized off my image and body, right? And can continue to. That being said, here's a bunch of stories about how disempowering and how awful uh, it made me feel. That is, there. both of those things can coexist. And I really believe that to be true. There are so many very, dis I'm looking at these comments right now. I mean, you'll just, I think we might have to just do an episode about the restaurant industry um, and how full of assault it is. It's crazy. One of my friends who uh, was a waitress for a super long time that um, I grew up with, she wrote to me and was like, it's so brutal, the world of tipping. 100% of the time, it was me working alone in this dive bar. It was basically my job to look hot and entertain all these random ass men. I made 10 bucks an hour, cash from the bar, and the rest tips was up to me. So flirting and looking hot was a must if I wanted to make even a little bit of de decent money. Leaving there at 2 a.m. was always really scary. It's like you had to be nice enough to these men so they'd tip you, but not nice enough that they tried to wait for you to get off work. There's so many terrible stories about restaurants. I'm just basically everyone like especially people trying to report to their managers about sexual harassment from, you know, other managers or from fellow from customers or from people who are working in the restaurant and like people lose their jobs when they complain. I think the important thing here to say is like I'm really glad that Chloe felt safe in porn. That is not a lot of people's experience in the adult film industry. There is sex trafficking. There is so many awful aspects to sex work. Um, and that is the the bottom line. And, you know, I really, I looked at the age group of, and the young women that follow this podcast, and it just felt super important that I offer this perspective and open up this conversation. Um, so, there were so many of you who wrote so many other things, and I would love to get to all of them. I wanted to kind of speak to the ones that came from people I know personally, but I do hope that more of you write in. Send your audio notes to hilo.fm. That would be super nice because then it's not just me reading your comments, but also like hearing your voices and hearing about your experiences, which I would prefer. So thank you to everyone who joined this discourse. I, it's been really interesting having the podcast and a platform like this and, you know, feeling torn between wanting people, 
femme presenting people to feel like they're taken seriously in a world where I think they are often not, while also, you know, having to find the moments to be like, I disagree or give pushback or really show both sides of an issue um, like this one. So thank you for listening and I'm excited for next week's episodes. High Low with M. Rata is a Sony Music Entertainment, Bitch Era Media, and Something Else production produced by Chelsea Jacobson. Our executive producers are me, Emily Ratajkowski, and Sarita Wesley. Our senior producer is Medina Parwana, and our associate producer is Rachel Choder. Today's episode was engineered by Samantha Gatsik with original music by The Crystal Pharaoh. Thanks for listening.